grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. for those who have been 
trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your weak hands and feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but rather healed. This is the word of the Lord. We read from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, beginning of the 49th verse. Jesus said, I came to throw fire on the earth, and how I wish you were already ignited. But I have a baptism to undergo, and how distressed I am until it is finished. Do you think I came to bring peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. Yes, from now on there will be five divided in one household, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. This is the gospel. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man named Zacchaeus was there. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but since he was short, he could not see because of the crowd. He ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see Jesus because he was about to pass by that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. He came down quickly and welcomed Jesus joyfully. When the people saw it, they were all grumbling because he went to be a guest of a sinful man. Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I'm going to give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ and heirs of everlasting life, it was about five years ago when my uncle, Paul Sigler, called me and asked if I would preach for his funeral service. Of course, the first thing I said is, are you sick? And he did have, was struggling with cancer towards the end. But it was a privilege to say, yes, whatever it takes, I will make it happen. And this past Sunday, the Lord blessed me with the opportunity to preach at his funeral. He drew together a quite extensive uh, paper concerning his funeral arrangements. And he actually gave me three texts that I could choose from. So I decided I'll just take the first one in the list, which was this one from Luke chapter 19. And in his notes, he wrote that this was the very first text he ever preached on. If that is the case, then quite possibly this is the text that he preached the most on. Because you see, the very first text any pastor preaches on 
is the one that's assigned by the seminary professor. Before we can go out and preach, during your first year, you're assigned in the first semester a text and in the second semester another one. And you have to prepare it, and, and it has to be approved by the professor, and you have to preach it in front of your class before you're allowed out to preach it at different churches, which many of us did. In fact, during the summer months, pastors were always looking for guest preachers when they went on vacation. I preached my first sermon at least twice a week all summer long. I probably preached it over 30 times. And this was the text that he preached on first. As I was studying these beautiful words that are before us, I couldn't help but begin to chuckle. I was starting to wonder if the professor had a little sense of humor in assigning this text to my Uncle Paul. The reason I say this is my Uncle Paul was a very short man. He was not tall at all. I wouldn't doubt that he was the shortest man in his class. And out of all the texts to choose as his first one, you would choose Zacchaeus. Remember the children's song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. Yes, he was so short and so badly wanted to see Jesus that he actually had to run ahead, get up in the sycamore tree so that he could see Jesus passing by. Jesus was passing by, we believe, for the first time through Jericho because Jesus going to Jericho has never been mentioned before. And He's about 14 miles from Jerusalem, and in fact, it is a week before Holy Week. It is a little over a week before Jesus will go to the cross and pay for the sins of the world. Meanwhile, he's walking through this town, and he stops and calls Zacchaeus by name. What a beautiful thing. Had Zacchaeus seen him before? Did Jesus ever meet him before? Well, keep in mind that our Lord is the Son of God. Quite possibly, Jesus knows him by name. In fact, it's not even possible. We know that our God knows all things. And he calls him by name in front of everyone, saying today he is going to go to his house. Yes, Zacchaeus was a short man. But outside of that, there was nothing else short about him. Oh, we hear that he was a rather wealthy, rich man. And we also hear that he was a chief tax collector. Keep in mind that tax collectors are always linked with the sinners. These are the people who are the moral outcasts. These are the people who are not the righteous. The people that are not allowed to go to the temple for worship and sacrifices. These are the people that you stay away from. These are the sinners. And now to hear that Zacchaeus is the chief tax collector, the only time this word is used, and it's used in connection with Zacchaeus. If he is the chief tax collector, it is not surprising that people will grumble. Oh, grumble against such a man. Why even deal with such a man? He, he has sided with the enemy and, and is working for the Romans and, and he's 
he's also known as one of those tax collectors who would collect extra taxes, stealing from their own people. That's how they got rich. And he's a chief tax collector, Zacchaeus. It's interesting that the grumbling was not actually directed towards Zacchaeus. Yes, he's called a sinner by the people, but the grumbling was actually directed towards Jesus. Why would Jesus go to such a home? You see, a true savior, he would be with the righteous people. He would be with the good people. He would come to take them to heaven. What about the religious people? Not sinners, not tax collectors. That's proof right there that Jesus can't be the savior of the world claiming to fulfill the Old Testament scriptures as Jesus continued to preach, opening the scriptures to people. Remember how many times people were just awed that Jesus would speak from such authority because he would always refer back to the words and the prophecies of old. He is the Christ and the Messiah, but he can't be if he's going to go to the house of not just a tax collector, but a chief tax collector. You see, my friends, and it's true even today, that when people turn away from the Lord or disappointed because they don't see Jesus to be the kind of Savior they really want him to be, then it's easy to grumble. It's easy to complain. It's easy to hate and reject the very Lord and along with it all his disciples. When we call Jesus the world's savior, it's not because the world accepted him or the world wanted him or the world loved him. We call him the world's savior because the world needs him and he paid for the sins of the world, including Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus, we can honestly say, was also a, a repentant man. We see it from his actions. Notice how he is very generous, even with all his wealth, making right, if possible, the wrongs he had committed. But more than that, we see his repentance in the very lips of our Savior, who said, today salvation has come to this house. For he too is a son of Abraham, and Abraham is the father of all believers. And he's called a son of the father of all believers? Jesus himself is declaring him a believer. And a believer in what? Jesus makes that very clear. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Out of all the names that Jesus and the titles that Jesus could have used, it was the title Son of Man he used the most. Yes, he is the Son of God who took on human flesh so that he could be our Savior. But with the emphasis on the Son of Man, the emphasis is on the fact that he is our substitute. Because he went to the cross and did what none of us could do. He suffered the punishment for sin. And along with 
that he offered a perfect sacrifice because he kept the law of God perfect and holy. And through faith in him, that righteousness, that holiness, and the punishment he made is all credited to us. <coughs> and through faith in Jesus, we have the forgiveness of sins and the hope of everlasting life in heaven. It was Jesus that paid for the sins of the world. He was not going to heaven, Zacchaeus, because he was going to be generous with his money. He's going to heaven because of the generosity of the Savior and his Savior too. In fact, Jesus is our Savior, the Son of Man, who came to seek and to save the lost. Would you consider Zacchaeus a great man? Well, if you look at greatness in the, in the sense of height, or in the sense of wealth, or in the sense of position, well, for Zacchaeus, two out of three ain't bad. But this is not what makes him great, or anyone great. What makes us great and special and wonderful and truly blessed is because our Savior is, without a doubt, the Son of Man who came and to seek and to save the lost, of which you and I are part of. But because of Jesus, now we're members of the family. <coughs> Glory be to our Savior. I pray you never lose sight of these words, but hold them always dear to your heart as you live each moment of every day that Jesus truly is the Son of Man who came to seek and to save the lost. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemevlutheran.org. May God bless you today and every day.